toward the stove, and he could almost see Elizabeth standing near the kettle. John will give you the tour, she would say when company came over. He's so proud of the place. I like to let him do it. Sure. John gave his friend a smile. Let's start in the living room. They worked their way from one part of the house to the next, and as they went, Vern pulled out his measuring tape and captured the length of the walls. John remained quiet. He wasn't seeing his friend taking matter-of-fact measurements of the house he so loved. He was seeing Elizabeth rocking their babies, Ashley learning to walk, Brooke bringing in a bird with a broken wing, and Carrie screaming because she thought it might attack her. He could hear the piano filling the house with hour after hour of not-quite-perfect songs during the years when the kids took lessons and he could see the grandkids gathered around their tree each Christmas. Whatever the square footage of the house, it couldn't possibly measure what these walls had seen or the memories housed here. They finished the final room, and Vern closed the folder. Well, that's about it. Just one more thing, and I can get back to the office and list it. He walked toward the front of the house. I'll get what I need from the car. John followed him into the entryway, and when he was alone, he slumped against the doorframe. For a heartbeat, he felt like he was no longer attached to his body. What was he doing, selling the house? Certainly one of his kids should have wanted it, right? He had six of them in the area, after all, but John had already asked each of them. Brooke and Peter liked the house they lived in because it was easy for Haley and comfortable. We have our own memories here, Brooke had told him. The Baxter place would be much too big for us. Carrie had felt the same way about having her own memories. Ryan had designed the log house they lived in, and it had a sort of rugged lodge feel both Carrie and Ryan loved. Ashley had been a possibility at first. She had told him a number of times that she would love to raise the boys here, where she'd grown up but she wasn't painting enough to bring in regular money, and the mortgage on the house would be far beyond what Landon could afford, especially with their growing boys. Once John had even considered calling Dane, because it would have been nothing for him to loan Ashley and Landon the money, maybe at a lower rate or for a longer period of time, but Ashley had begged him not to. I don't want Dane to think of us like that, using him for his money. John could have argued with her, but there was no point, really. Ashley was right. The situation would have been awkward. As for his other kids, Luke and Reagan needed to be close to Indianapolis for Luke's job, and things were still very shaky between them. They'd found a nearby church, and John was encouraging them to get counseling at a local center. There was no way they'd be interested in moving again. Last, there were Aaron and Sam— At first, when Aaron called to announce that they were moving back to Indiana, John thought he had his answer, a way to keep the house in the family. But Sam worked long days, and Aaron was busy with the kids. Upkeep on a house with acreage was more than they were willing to take on, even for the sake of nostalgia. So they were out. John wandered into the front room and peered through the window at Vern. Way down at the end of the driveway, his friend had taken a large for-sale sign from the back of his car. 
John's heart swelled with frustration and futility as he watched Byrne position the sign not far from the road. The Baxter House. For sale. John gritted his teeth and looked away. This was where he'd wanted to live out the rest of his days. So maybe he was wrong. Maybe this was all a mistake. He looked out the window again and narrowed his eyes. No, there was no mistake in what he was doing. Living in this house into his twilight years meant sharing it with Elizabeth, and since she wasn't here, the house could go. It had to. He and Elaine Denning were moving ahead with their plans to marry, and they needed a new place to begin their life together, and the echo of a mallet against a stake resonated deep within him. It was barely loud enough to hear, but John knew the sound. He took a few steps closer to the window as Vern hammered the sign into the ground. Why, God!